This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's a team that we all love, playing out a person town. They've had a few promotions, but always end up going down. Welcome to the Ale and Vale podcast. It is the 27th of December. It's some day of the week, but we all lose track now. And it's the day after Vale played Morecambe. Um, so, joined by Johnny and Tom. Lads, have you had a good Christmas? Johnny, over to you first. Did Littling get everything he wanted? He got everything. <laughs> not not any, and he just got, literally got everything. Uh, it's at that sort of age where we, we'll we'll say well loved, yeah. um, but the majority could say spoiled. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's about the youngins and it Christmas. That's you know they make it, don't they? Tom, yeah. did, did the missus get a new cat? No, 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 no cats. Just uh, she she got an air fryer. So that's uh, that was that. It, she's she's. A big fan of it as well, to be fair. You all thought it would go down a terrible present in the group. And no, she says it's one of her favourite presents. There we go. So either that means everything else was really shit, or that's all a good present. To be fair, I'll be chuffed on that, right? They're uh, they're not bloody cheap, are they? They aren't, but but they're useful. Yes, we've had we've had uh, what have we had in them tonight? Courgette and sweet corn and all fritters we've made in them. Just you can make some good southern fried yeah. chicken in them as well, which is obviously not obvious. I know, but I needed I needed something with vegetables today. Yeah, <laughs> just just to, yeah, just that wasn't gammon or pigs in blankets or just. The shit that you eat all Christmas. It's still twelve. It's still the twelve days of Christmas, though. So you should should be treating yourself to more shit. But till the fifth absolutely of not. Yeah, you hit that no. stage, don't you? You really do hit that stage. I was chuffed got my marathon run done today, and four days left, and then I can have a break. Yeah, that's what you say. You say four. I say five. Four days left. But whilst we're talking about Christmas and presents, shout out to Tom Lowe. We know he listens. Um, he, he, he wins. I know what's coming. <laughs> yeah. 
So well done, well done on buying your missus um, perfume that turns out to be men's aftershave. <laughs> I did see that actually. <laughs> well done, Tom. But hopefully you didn't ruin Christmas again. Let's hope that wasn't the main present. Oh, I hope it was. <laughs> I hope it was as well. I thought he looked a little bit sheepish on the family photo I saw afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well done, Tom. That's great. And while we're doing a quick shout-out, message come in. Um, I wonder if on the post-match chat after the Boxing Day game, you could do a shout-out to Phil Smith. Are you, Phil? He will be 60 on the 30th of December. He attends as many away games down south as he can with our daughter Lucy. We live in Salisbury. It's been an absolute joy for him getting back into football the last few years. I also went to my first match at the start of the season this year, and this is from Anna Smith. I couldn't believe the atmosphere. Always love Stoke people anyway. It was just wonderful. Wembley last year was one of our best days he's ever had, and I love hearing him tune in to you guys and listen to the podcast. If you give him a brief mention, that would be great. Um, best wishes to you both for a lovely Christmas and up the veil. So, Phil, happy 60th coming up on the 30th of December. I haven't got a clue what day of the week that is because it's in between Christmas and we just haven't got a clue, have we? I know that way tomorrow. I know that much. Yeah, that me. Friday, I think, 30th is. Is it? Friday. Yes, happy birthday. Yeah, so happy birthday, Phil. Hopefully um, Santa's brought you everything you wanted and then the birthday fairy comes and treats you. Yeah. And what Santa did bring, lads, was three points for the Vale yesterday. I think it's fair to say it's a classic. It won't go down, you know, in folklore as a game to remember, but it's three points. You need it was horrible, the- wasn't it? Yeah, but you need to take the three points when you're not playing well, aren't you? Yeah. Wait, well, I think Steve put in the group, didn't he? Saying probably with the last four managers, we'd probably drawn or lost that. Yeah. And yeah. I probably agree with him to a point. Yeah, no, I do, definitely. So let's have a look at it. Let's I tell you what, before we go into the stats, let's have a quick talk about the state of the pitch. Because it was audible once. For a pitcher hasn't been played on for so long. And I am not apportioning any blame to the groundsman here for anyone that thinks we're going after the thing. Our pitch is always bad this time of year, isn't it? And it was, it was terrible yesterday, wasn't it? But I think we look at it with rose-tinted glasses. And because Speedy's gone, we go, oh, it's never been this bad under Speedy. It's this bad every Christmas. It is this bad every Christmas. But when it's not been played on for a month, that was fucking terrible. So, so that, that's, that's something to do with what, what's going on with the grounds, ground staff. I'm not... A, a picture hasn't been played on for a month. Shouldn't shouldn't have more sand on it than it's got grass on it in the air, in the six yard boxes. The the bubbles that were were, were taking were were a disgrace. And you, you only had to see during the half time thing that they do when the people waiting along the floor it was bobbling and it was it was like one of them two p machines that you get in uh, you, you get a Blackpool where you where you whack your two p's in and then and see which way it goes because it's bouncing off the divot. So. I just, I think something's got to be sorted, and it it shows that Clark even mentioned it. So yeah, he's he he's back to being unhappy about it, and I just thought it was getting better. The last the last home game back in July 2019 was it, or whenever we last played at home? A long but time ago. Yeah, the pitch looked all right, but it's it's cut. It was cutting up. It was it was just bad and. There was one stage in the first half where Cass planted his foot one way and his old body went the other way. So it's something something just needs to be done about it. it but we know that's not going to happen this year. 
yeah, it's not going to happen during the season, is it? And half time, I was watching some of the players warming up, and a couple of them were kicking the ball up in the air and just standing back and letting it bounce, and it had bounced three times before it was dead. The first bounce was like a normal bounce, and then the second and third bounce were just off the floor, and that was it. There was just no bounce in the pitch. Yeah. The goal mounts were disgusting. I don't understand how the goal mounts have got so bad when the pitch is not being played on. Um, I mean, obviously, there was the Barnsley. Yeah, Barnsley game, game which was end of November. Yeah, and then also, I assume, was the Vale and Hull. The youth FA game. Youth Cup. Yes, that, that was would have been there. on there as well, wouldn't it? Yes. So that's, but it, 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 like Johnny said, that's still only two games, and it hasn't been played on pretty much in December. We're nearly at the end of December. Yeah. Um. So it shouldn't look anywhere near as bad as it was. Yeah. Something there needs to be something done to that. We can't. It's only going to get worse through January, and if we, I mean, if that's how it goes after one game and. Four weeks. How's it going to go if we play Saturday, Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, we're coming up as well, aren't we? That's the thing. Well, I mean, we obviously haven't got a home game now for three weeks. Again? Yeah, it's about three weeks. Again. Yeah, then we're going to have have like a couple of times in February, I think it is, have we got a couple of Saturday, Saturday, Tuesdays? Tuesdays. Yeah, Yeah, we've got to be in Accrington in Feb, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, Derby's 24th of Jan, isn't it? Yes. Uh, and then Accrington's early Feb. So maybe, maybe they, maybe, maybe them clash a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because that, that one will be because I think that's after the Wickham game, the Accrington game, isn't it? I think we play Wickham at home on the Saturday and then Accrington. Yeah. Um, on the Tuesday, I think it is. Yeah. But right. yeah, need something, need something doing to it. Yep, so let's get into the stats in the game. And I was going to read Crew's stats out just for a giggle. Because for those that haven't seen it, Stockport had 25 shots to Crew zero. And Stockport had nine on target to Crew zero. But I wouldn't do that to them. So I'll read out the Vale stats. Um, Vale possession, 52% Vale, 48 Morecambe. Total shots, eight apiece. On target, three from Vale, one from Morecambe. Um, Clear cut chances, it says 0-0. Five corners apiece. Block shots, Vale had one more than three. So that's your main stats from the game. And obviously, Vale won 1-0 thanks to a goal from Gavin Massey, which came after 40th on in the 40th minute. And Donald Love was sent off for Morecambe in 90 plus seven. So there's the stats from a game that we took three points from. So let's start with the positives, Johnny. Three points on the board. Yeah, the three, three points on the board. And the sign of a good team is winning when you're not playing well. It helps that they... They weren't awful, but they, they were toothless, I thought. Yeah, that's a um, fair description. Yeah, it, it, it reminded me a lot of Vale in the late in the late ASCII era, where we were we weren't we weren't a bad side. We just we ne- we didn't have anything up front that was ever going to cause any any damage, and the midfield didn't look like it was going to chip in. So it, it just made it a bit hard, but. They were well organised. They, they were a very Derek Adams side in terms of they defensively strong, and we took a chance. And we've we've known for a while now about players not shooting from outside the area. 
we we had four or five really from outside the area, if I remember, um, which might say more about the goalmouth than it actually does about the uh, the player shooting. But uh, yeah, you, you've got to take that chance, and it was a decent strike from Massey. Yeah, definitely. And if if there's ever a sort of thirty second clip you can watch to say that football's a game of fine margins, Morecambe put the ball in the box. Sammy Robinson's nowhere to be seen. Gives the Morecambe lad a free head. It comes back off the post, and Bale goes straight down the other end and Massey puts it in. And that's how football goes sometimes, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, I mean, I, I literally as soon as the goal went in, I went, I turned to my dad and I said to my dad, I mean, is there anything more that shows when your luck is against you when you're at the bottom of the league? Than hitting the ins- the inside face in front of the post, and and hats off to Jack Stevens because it was a very well directed kick to towards Ben Garrity who's done enough to get a bit on it. Um, but yeah, I mean that is it, it's it's got to be a kick in the bollocks, hasn't it? For to nearly be jumping up to celebrate one second, and within I think it was about 15, 16 seconds on it, the ball was in the back of their net. Yeah, yeah, it was a quick transition. And it'll be interesting when we do players' ratings with Johnny and Man of the Match because I don't think many players stood out as having a great game. There were some that were solid. So we'll get on to that. But well, Johnny, just, before, just beforehand, what you were just saying about that, friend of the show, Nath, was messaging me at the time. And he yeah. said that um, you were talking about the time difference between the goal, the post and the goal. Well, anyone on iPhone would have missed the goal because they were actually showing a replay of the, the post being hit as we scored. You're joking. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, so they had, to wait. they had to obviously wait for the replay of it. They heard, obviously, because the commentary carries on as the replay's being shown. Yeah. Because um, the, the people doing it are just Radio Stoke, so they're not going to commentate on a replay. Um, so Nate heard it, um, and he was just like watching, listening, he said it's just like listening to the radio back and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. That's because he's upside down, down under, but there we go. And while we're just on about shout-outs, Carol, happy birthday. Carol's birthday today. Yeah, yeah. You, you, happy you, birthday, you've Carol. Been, you've been treated to, to spending the evening with her, haven't you? Being, being... I, yeah, I didn't speak to her, but yeah, she's been the panto tonight with my nephews, my brother, sister-in-law and mum, the one at the region. Very good, actually. First time I've been. Uh, but Carol was actually on my row, but at the very end, and Jonathan Wilkes soaked to when he saw her, when they come running through the crowd with the water guns. Poor Carol, but happy birthday, Carol. Um, and while, Tom, you've just mentioned Jack Stevens, let's deal with one of the elephants in the room now, so there's a couple we're going to have to deal with on the pod. First one, Johnny. Eastwood, the goalie for Oxford, didn't play yesterday with a calf strain. They played the backup of Stevens, not there, who dropped an absolute owlie. What's that say is happening first to Jan? Yeah, I, I always thought he was going back first to Jan anyway, but I think that just cements it for me. I think if, if that calf strain, what usually... Three, four weeks in tip, so... Depending how bad this, whether it's tech, grade one, grade two, whatever it is. He is 35 as well, so I, I'd, I'd assume that a calf strain on a, on, on as you get older takes longer to heal. It's usually the case with most things, isn't it? But, yeah, I think it is something to be concerned about, but not overly... I'm not overly concerned that he'd be going back... Because I think Stone's Stone's good enough to see the season out for us for what we want to do. And I know Tom had a bit of a to do on Twitter about it um, last night about uh, about the the situ. But I think he's good enough to see us out. 
but it would just be a see us out. I think if if we're looking at cementing something higher up, we're probably going to have to do a bit of business, aren't we? John, were you drinking mm. last night? Because you looked a bit bemused then when Johnny said you're having an argument. With yeah, I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember it. I couldn't remember <laughs> it at all. Yes, I. Uh, I didn't really have a drink Christmas Day, so I made up for that yesterday. And uh, anyone who knows me well enough knows that when I've had a drink in Sammy, I do like a good debate. Um, I was just, I was just having a quick look actually how many clean sheets that, that Sam and Eastwood's kept at Oxford. Uh, and he's only kept three in 21 games. Oh, one of them was against uh, us. One of them was against us. So that's 21st in the division. And Jack Stevens has kept seven uh, out of 18. So one in three games. Over one in three has been a clean sheet for Jack Stevens, which is pretty decent, to be fair. <laughs> to be honest, look at our defensive record at the moment. We didn't concede against Morecambe. We conceded one against Bristol. We didn't concede against Plymouth. And I've got a feeling we kept a clean sheet the game before Plymouth as well. I can't remember who we played. It was that long ago. Charlton. 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 Yeah, 1-0. Yeah, so we've conceded one goal in the last four league games. Because we we haven't played a league game between Bristol and yesterday, have we? No, No. because it got called off Accrington. Yeah, because I was bemused because everyone's on about in the post-match interview with Clark, and then on the ITV highlight show, they're like, Vale have stopped the rot. I'm like, what rot? We beat Charlton, beat Plymouth, lost to Bristol, then won again. So we won three in the last four. Where's the rot? They probably and- meant uh, with regards to losing at Bristol, losing at Salford. Well, I mean, I haven't... I'm not... You know, uh, the Salford following- game is... Yeah, but if I wasn't following Vale's results, if I heard him saying stuff I'm like, Christ, Vale have lost four to five in a row. Yeah, yeah, no, I would. Uh, yeah, I would call that a rot. What four to five? I in wouldn't. A row? Four or five in a row, yeah. I would call a rot. I wouldn't I call would. back-to-back defeats a rot. I no, would I just call that. And the, even if you're chucking Salford in there, that's two goals conceded in the last five games. Mm. Yeah, we um, there's and. <laughs> And I don't want to. I don't want this to sound like I'm battering Stony. I, I want to use it more as a, a bigging up of Jack Stevens. The one game he hasn't played in the last month was Oxford away, and we conceded four. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. As we were talking in the group chat yesterday, Steve said that he got the impression that Stockdale's had a falling out at Chef Wednesday, and Dawson's been in goal for them. He was in goal last game. Would you take Stockdale on loan for six months just to see the season out? Yeah. Not for his wage, no. But it depends what wages. If, if there's some sort of agreement we can come to with the wages, then yes. Yeah. Uh, it, 35 it isn't an age for a keeper really anymore, is it? I've, I've, I've not, not got no concern about his age. I think, like for me, the big thing would be the wage. He's going to be on probably three times what Stevens is. So. Yeah. If if we were covering what we're covering for Stevens, yeah, knock 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 ourselves out. Be a great signing, but can't really see it. And we are talking that as if Stevens has been recalled. We're not having the debate at the moment about would you prefer one or the other. We'll do that on a Thursday pod when we've got more time because one darts match has just finished and next it's Price v Barney. So now we're going to talk in double speed. So on your podcast app, if you go back to half speed, you'll get a normal pod. We'll be talking <laughs> as though we've been on speed. So I can watch Price and Barney. 
So, Johnny, your comments before the game were, has Clark had one too many bottles of wine? 3-4-3 three, three all over all over it, but cast playing isn't for me. Where's was? Play your best 11 today for me and rotate the chef Wednesday and take the beating. Massey, Harrison, Holden as a front three isn't fun for me. Not seen enough of Holden, but Luke Paul when he came in. Sammy's the only shining light if the change is made. Surely Conlon's last chance. So a few bits pick out of that one. Let's start with where's was. <laughs> because the first thing to say is there's a lot of rumours flying around the internet and flying around the internet, they're not coming from us. That was could be off in January. What are your thoughts on that one? I would be gutted to see was ago. Uh, I'd also be, I think he almost deserves that if he is going, a, a way to say goodbye. You know, like if someone was to go at the end of the yeah, and if if like if he was to go at the end of the season, I w- he's he's getting on a little bit now, and you know a, a winger when they're getting on is a little bit more of a difficult position. Um, but I would like you know if if he says at the end of the season I'm leaving, I'm going to go and try and sign for a Manchester-based club where I'm at, right outside my doorstep. Sound fine. I just don't want him to not play at Sheffield Wednesday, not play at Forest Green, and then on the 2nd of Jan, Davy Worrell signs for John Castor or whoever. Yeah. Johnny? Yeah. For, for me, he can't go. Like, I don't want him going until at the end of the season, and it, even then, I, I don't want him to go. But I'm with, I'm with what Tom's just said. I think if, if he was to go, I, I would have preferred to see him play yesterday and get subbed off and do the whole awkward clap around where you kind of know what it means, but no one wants to address yeah. it in the room. Um, so, yeah, I get that it's, you know, the flip side of it is if we've been offered decent money for a lad with six months on his contract and we don't want his hip go, then maybe that's what we're thinking. I just, yeah, I'd, this this is obviously where the rumour mills aren't, aren't that fun, are they? Because no one actually knows what's what's gone on. No. No. What, just to, what to I will re-explain. say on that as well is it showed yesterday how much we miss was when he doesn't play. <laughs> Big time. To be explained, these are purely rumours coming from the internet at this stage. We are not saying that we've got any inside info at all. Because we haven't. It's just rumours coming from. And I'm with you both with was I'd be gutted team go, especially if he goes like that and you know he's just he's gone one day. But well, I was going to say that the, well, the, the rumour is that we're looking at Doncaster's right back, aren't we? Kyle Noyle, is it? Right. No, something like I that, know, yeah. I know nothing about him. That will me. He, he's, he's played a lot of games for Swindon, Cambridge and Doncaster in the past five years. So I'm also, are we hoping he can step up or has he played the majority of them in League Two? Let's have, let's have a look for you. He's 26. Let's have a look. Answer your question. 26, good uh, age, then. Yeah, he's played He played nine games in the Scottish Prem on loan at Dundee. Once in the Championship. League 2, League 2, League 2, League 2. He played 21 games last year for Doncaster in League 1. Everything else has been in League 2. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so. my final thought on was is, if a Manchester-based, have come in, Manchester-based club have come in, which we believe they have from the rumours, and if it's Stockport, which the rumours are saying it is, they're probably offering him more money than he's on at Vale. And he's probably saying to the club, let me go have one last final payday on an 18-month contract. 
maybe two and a half year contract. If that's the case for all his service to the club, you wouldn't begrudge him that, would you? Not at all. No, yeah, I mean, but it'd be a shame to see him go. He's been a great servant. And the bloody pressure beyond to replace him. Big time. Because I don't think we've got anyone in the squad at the moment that replaces no. him. No. Not at so, all. Yeah, not, so that replaces, not that replaces that level of quality on the ball, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And that constant, I don't think, was and never gives you less than a six out of ten, does he really? Never gives you less than 100% TV. Never um, throws one in, does he? No, no. So, yeah, that's the first one I want to pick on, Johnny, on your comments. Second one, and eyesight's wonderful. Sammy is the only shining light of the change he's made. Do, do you regret that comment now? Was <laughs> uh, <laughs> he having an absolute shitter? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he's a young lad. We're not getting at him. He's no, not at all. Kids. We all love Sammy on this pod. Kind, kind of after you, don't you? But this is why, this is why we said we're doing it this way now, because people yeah. want uh, a real time. I also regret the massive comments as well, because he, he had a he had a decent game. So <laughs> I'm really interested again to the massive Olden debate when we get there. So we'll do that during the play yeah. rate. Really interested in that one. I can I can I can solve I can solve the Olden debate with one word. So I think me and Tom are going to go against you. Yeah. Well, wow. Well, well, I'm gonna. Stick up for him a bit. I'm going to be kinder to the lad than I think that Johnny is. Yes, and me, and me. So, let's go from there. One player I want you to pick out from Morecambe I really liked. Number four, Liam Gibson, midfield. Yeah. Around the show, right? He was best player on the pitch for me. Mm. I thought, I don't know how old he is, but if we were looking for a midfielder... Was he not used to be at United? A few of the old Morecambe lads did, didn't they? He's only 25. Mm. Yeah. I know Donald Love used to be, didn't he? Yes, Donald Love, who got sent off, he did. Yeah, he's only 25, because he looked older than 25, I thought. Mm. He looks like a veteran. But yeah, 25, plays for Morecambe. Wicky's got him down as a centre-half. He was number four, wasn't he? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Defensive midfielder, yeah. Yeah, I think Spetful plays left back for Morecambe, according to Wiki. But yeah, 25, six foot one. Um, he's been at Morecambe since 2020. No, he come through at Newcastle United. He come oh, through Newcastle. Right. Then he had one game on loan at Gates. Had five games on loan at Ax Stanley. 17 games on loan at Grimsby, and then signed for Morecambe in 2020. But yeah, I thought on yesterday's performance, he looked a class act. Mm. And they got one or two nice players. I thought, in all honesty. I like that centre half. They had that um, Badeau, was it? The one that got subbed. Yes, him that made the tackle when Mipo was through. The one that was a great tackle, not the one that got the red card. Yeah, he was fucking rapid. He was. Yeah. Yeah, like, they, they, they definitely got better players in the league position. Yeah, they, I've seen worse teams. I have. Yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah. I've seen those play worse. That's the yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they, I thought they were a better side than us yesterday. They just we 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 took a chance and they didn't. Yeah, yeah. I thought they probably looked a better side than us without really troubling us. Bar the one that at the post. Mm. But saying that, we probably rarely troubled them. Bar the one that went in, and then obviously we'll get to Garrity. But he had that long range that took a deflection and the goal. He probably should save it, but it was good. Yeah, reaction. yeah. The the deflection seemed to knock all the wind out. The, the oh, and then Massey at the bar as well, didn't he? After he scored, he scored to that one. <laughs> 
So yeah, we'll get into it. Anyway, players ratings because they're getting ready. Come on, Price and Barney here. So <laughs> all I want is a number off you both and that's it. And then we'll wrap up the pod. Uh, Johnny, <laughs> let's start with you. Jack Stevens in goal. Um, that's not a number. Jack. That is. That is. <laughs> there you go. Six for Jack. Six for Jack. No, go on. I'll watch it on my iPad while we're recording. All right, we'll let you watch it. But yeah, like, decent performance. That, that Like Tom's already mentioned, his reactions for the the one that hit the post was brilliant. Um, and his kick, his kick for that was good. I thought it gets still, and it's, it's something I, I suppose you're not going to improve overnight. And even six months, I think it has improved. But his kicking still is a bit side-footed and a bit loopy. But yeah, overall... I prefer him when he gets it out with his hands quicker. Um, but is our pitch the place to be doing that? I'm not 100% convinced. So, yeah, a decent performance from him. Nothing to nothing to write home about because he didn't have an actual save to make, re- really a proper save. Yeah. Tom? Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, what I've already touched on with regards to the kick for the goal. And then uh, just... Being aware, because they were knocking quite a few balls over the top, uh, and I was actually shitting myself yesterday for the idea of rolling back passes. I wish we wouldn't roll them back in line with the goal. Not on a pitch that bobbly, but, you know, he dealt with, he dealt with them. He, he, I noticed he didn't go and kick through the side of it. He almost made sure his leg was behind, so if he did bobble up, it would still just hit his ankle. Um, but yeah, no, nope, uh, solid performance from a keeper, really. Yeah, with you both on that. Then you first this time, Tom. Right centre half was Lewis Cash yesterday. A uh, bit of a bit of a game of two arms for Cash, I think. I think he struggled a little bit in the first half. Um, and there was one time when he dived in, and the lad skipped away from him. Um. And then I, th- I actually thought he had a better game when he went to right wing back. Um, but still, uh, the going forward side of things maybe needs to improve a little bit for Cass. Um, but I would, I would probably go in at a, f- a five for Cass. Johnny. Yeah, he, he was getting a five for me solely based on the fact that he was better in the second half than, than he was in the third. I think I said I said the other week when we were talking about him, he's he's a right back. And I think he I I think yesterday, was it yesterday? Yesterday, yeah, summed it up for me. I think he was weak as pits. Tom, you've been really kind to him by saying that he died <laughs> he was out muscled by their lad and he was just completely weak for for, for the chance. And then in the second half, defensively, he was better. Offensively, he didn't really offer much, but nor did anyone else, really. So you can't just label that at him. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was uh, OK, but a better team definitely would have capitalised on that right-hand side in the first half. Yeah, with you both on that. Then, Johnny, you first middle of the back three, and I think you probably had a very understated game. But what we expect from him, oh, smudgy. Yeah, it did his job, didn't he, Smithy? He, he got it, got in a bit of a, got in a bit of an argument towards the end. Um, their lad probably should have been sent off because it would have been his second yellow. It was that Max Melbourne that that was on the ground. Smithy picked him up and then got a push. 
So a better referee, I think, would have booked them both. But I think he didn't do either because he knew it was his second yellow and didn't really want to, um, which isn't right. But hey-ho, I don't think he was the best referee. But No, he wasn't. We didn't do ref watching very, very briefly. I thought he was poor. Not the worst ref we've had, but poor. The slightest touch and he was blowing his whistle. It was yeah. all... It was the sl- it was the calling people over every foul as well though that's what mm. it was just I think there was one was it, it, it someone squared up to each other it might have been Harrison and somebody else and he called them over and by the time he called it over they sorted it mm. but it just it slows the game down so much yeah he, he very much wanted people to go there to have a look at him yesterday but we'll leave it there and I'm not giving him a mark go on Johnny. Yeah, but yes, Smithy, it's solid, solid Nathan Smith performance, wasn't it? There's nothing. I think, I think the, the, the compliment to Smith is that they didn't have a chance. Yeah. Right. So, well, I'd say they, they obviously had the one at the post, but that's not anything down the centre where Smithy was. But yeah, they didn't, they didn't have Sniff. He, he did his job well. Solid performance and a good six out of ten. So, happy days for Nathan. Oh, I'd have pushed him up to a seven because I don't think he put a foot wrong. But Tom, uh, see, I didn't think it was actually Smithy's best game. I thought he struggled a little bit. Um, but like the, the, it's probably quite difficult to say a centre half struggled and we've kept a clean sheet. Um, I mean, he did. I don't know whether it's just he set himself such high standards, and it was just a a normal six out of ten performance. Uh, See, I, I honestly thought he didn't put a foot wrong and I thought he was 7 out of 10 and I thought the two chances that they probably had you've touched on one which come from Cass and the other one come from Jonesy when we got on to him I don't think Smithy's put a foot wrong all game for me Yeah, probably you're probably right it's just there it's the way you watch yes. watching the game isn't it I think um it was in my contention for man of the match Smithy was he didn't get it yeah he see he wasn't record. really he wasn't really in in my my thinking for that yeah. He's not tiny. I think I think I'm I'm with Tom in terms of I don't I get what you're saying he didn't put a foot wrong, which I don't think I don't think he did, but he didn't do anything spectacularly right either. Where there wasn't like a, there wasn't a block or a tackle where you think, Oh, that's good. Unlike there, lads, that the, the tackle on Mipo. Yeah. You look at that and go, Oh, that's a good tackle. Whereas Smith he just did his job. And I think yes, it might be understating his job a little bit, but it was just, yeah, it, I, I just felt like it was, he's done his job, happy days, let's let's move on. Yeah, fair enough. It was third in my rating for Man of the Match, by the way. But there we go. Um, as well, but that's because... Yeah. The other <laughs> fair enough. Uh, so that was Johnny, Tom. Johnny yeah. says, back to you, Tom. Uh, you get the joy of Dan Jones. Uh, I thought Jones, he was okay. Um, a couple of beautiful crossfield balls again. That we we saw, uh, and I thought he won his headers um, really well. Uh, again, a six, just a, a steady performance. Yeah, he nearly gave me a heart attack second half where he went down railway paddock side in front of the bike horse where he goes in for the tackle and there lad just skipped round. Yeah, him. he skipped past him then, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Jones committed far too early there, committed himself and, and he nearly gave me a heart attack on that one. But apart from that, I thought he had a decent game, but that did mm. nearly give me a heart attack. Johnny? Yeah, I, just, I, I thought 
Jonesy was Jonesy in terms of what we've come to expect recently in terms of performance level. What did frustrate me, and it's not solely his fault, but the, in the first half especially, he was getting the ball and he was clipping the lines and there was just no movement. So he had no choice but to just clip it into the channels. And it was a little bit frustrating, but I don't think it was solely Jones's fault. Um, he's throwing in the first half, the one that bounced in the six-yard box. That started to irritate the shit out of me that no one's attacking it. It's either do, it either do our players not have a clue where it's going and it's that unpredictable, so we just don't know what to do, or I think set pieces need a lot of work, but that's that's for me, especially the throw. The throw could be really useful. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, solid six. It wasn't one of his best game, but it was nowhere near a disaster. Obviously, if they would have scored after that one, like there would have been a bit of a question mark around it. But yeah, he was he was okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you both on that. So it was a three four three, but as I'm used to doing wing backs, and we ain't class the two wide as wing backs. They kind of are. So we'll yeah. start with the right wing back, and it's you first, Johnny. And you said he's the shining light before kickoff, Sammy Robinson. Yeah, I was on about the, I was on about because the sun. Would, would bounce off his uh, his knife new haircut for Christmas. Fair you, enough. You, you're ready. <laughs> I, I can see where you were going with that. Yeah, Sammy. Unfortunately for Sammy, and I, I'm going to be as brutal as I would be if that was Cass doing it. It was a it was a three out of ten performance from him. He defensively was weak, especially for the one where he was out. Well, I say out jumped. He stood still. Jump and that hits him in the back of the head and goes out for a corner, which then probably doesn't create the goal. So well done, Sammy, for not jumping. Um, there's my bit of credit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like the minimum you expect there is is just jump, don't you? And he he didn't do it. And offensively, he wasn't as good. And I don't know if it was because of the the fact that he likes the give and go. And because Holden's left footed playing on the right and was coming in a lot and giving Sammy a lot more space, I don't know if it was because of that or if it was just he'd had too much turkey and he'd had a bit of a shitter. So it's it was a bad performance, but it's a bad performance from a kid. Do you know what I mean? We've we've seen seasoned pros have them sort of performances, and you've seen eighteen year olds on the debuts have them performances. So it's not going to kill the lad off, um, but it's done himself no favours for starting at Hillsborough. No, but he'll probably learn a lot more from that than games where he's come on and everyone's sung his praises. So, we still love you, Sammy. Tom? Yeah, especially being yeah. who time as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Johnny's got his spot on there. He's, he didn't... He looked a yard slow yesterday. And I don't know whether it, it maybe can a little niggle or something like that. But, uh, yeah, it's it's he it needs... He's going to improve. Yeah, He isn't the finished article. This isn't a 27-year-old right-back who's played 300 games. This is a 21-year-old lad in his first proper season, I'd say. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, maybe, and I'm looking for excuses for him because I love him, maybe the pitch doesn't help his style of play when you've got someone that likes to drive with the ball and you knock it forward and it can go anywhere. Ignoring the pitch, a question, a question what you've just touched on, Tom. Do you think it could be done... The fact that he's been thrown in after not having football for six weeks. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get that. I can't imagine there's been too many bounce games happening, seeing as everything was frozen 
for a week and a half. And mm. then he wasn't in the Salford squad at all. So do we think that that's something that we need to start considering a little bit more is this time of year, we you need match fitness rather than fresh legs at times? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, it's... Uh... Because like, I, I think uh, you'll, you'll hear it from any professional, they'll say there's no fitness like match fitness. Um, and you can't replicate it really in any other way. Um, so, yeah, it could, you know, we, we say it all, we give Wilson the time all the time to say, oh, he needs three or four games to get up to speed. Mm. Maybe Sammy does. Yeah, no, fair points, fair points. And it's you next, Johnny. And uh, let's see what you thought of Mel Benning on the left. Six out of ten for Mal. I thought it was a decent performance from him. I thought he got up and down well. He created a couple of half chances. And it was just an okay performance from the wing back. There's not a lot more you can say. There was the driving run towards the end where he probably should have done better. But overall, decent performance. We never looked really troubled down his side. And I can't, like... There's, there's nothing really from Benning that, that you sit there and think if he'd just done that a little bit better or just done this a little bit better, things would have changed. I think for me, he had he had a good enough game to, to hold his hands up and, and walk off and say, I've done my bit. Whereas I don't think everyone, everyone else could have. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. Tom? Yeah, yeah. Uh... Same same as Johnny. I thought we could have used him a little bit more in the first half than we did. We didn't start really using him until probably 25, 30 minutes in. Uh, and then obviously we used him a lot more second half. Um, and yeah, I thought he solid game again. Come to, everything we've come to expect from him. Um, he does do really quite well to dig some of the crosses out because he's not the quickest. But he he does get his balls into the box and stuff like that. So yeah. he, he crosses into the box. Should I say like his, I don't know, his balls we might know. go into the box as well. <laughs> we know what you meant. We know. But yeah, so uh, yeah, solid uh, six. Six out of Yeah, I'm with you both. I thought he worked really hard yesterday, which again, it's minimum you expect, but I thought he did. And some of the driving runs were very good. Now, you know, I thought he had an okay game and six probably covers him. Um, to you first, Tom, uh, we'll go Captain Conlon in the middle. Much better from Tom yesterday. Uh, the the one criticism I have was a couple of times he ran a lit When he was breaking with the ball, he was he was a bit blind alleys. Uh, and I'd, it's almost like he's nervous that someone's going to come through the back of him and he's, he's, he's Achilles is going to go or something because he seems to shit himself and he's looking behind him over his shoulder all the time as he's, which then forces him down little blind alleys. Um, but apart from that, I thought, yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was decent yesterday. I still want him to. <laughs> so there was the time I wanted him to shoot and he didn't and he passed it. And the time I didn't want him to shoot and I wanted him to break and carry it forward and, Split the defence with a pass. He tried a 60-yard effort, um, which went... It didn't look like it was even going to make the bloody goal. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say a, a 7 out of 10. And he was a, 
He was in the contention for my man of the match. He didn't get it, but he was in the contention. Johnny? This is why football's about opinions, I suppose. He was god-awful. <laughs> the, 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 run, the run towards where he ran from the centre of the pitch all the way down to the right, the right of it, running on his left peg, not knowing what the hell to do with it, frustrated the shit out of me again. I just... I just I just wish he'd have a go. I just wish he'd have a go. And that's, it, it's just, his free kick was terrible. Like, the things that he was good at, he's, he's, he's hit into the wall. You, you, you only had to look at it in the first half. Rory Olden knocked him off deep free kicks to go and take one. And it's, I just, yeah, I'm, I can't, I can't deal with him at the minute. I really can't deal with him. So where are you going? Where, where am I? I'm in five. I, yeah. I really, I really don't think he was that good. And he was massively outshone when Peck come on the pitch. And he was outshone by Garrity. So, it just, yeah, it just wasn't for me. And yeah, it's 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 frustrating the life out of me at the minute. And I'm sitting in the middle of you both because I, <laughs> I thought it was a six out of ten performance from Condon. I don't think he was terrible. I don't think he was great. I thought he did okay. I thought he looked a lot better when Peck come on and he was allowed to advance forward more. I thought he looked more dangerous there and he had a couple of nice runs from there. The shot was awful and the free kick was awful. I thought he was six out of ten, so I'm in between you both. I thought he was okay without being great and without being poor. And then we'll move on to his partner next to him, and it's you first, Johnny, my man of the match, and you said he outshone Conlon, and he did for me because he got my man of the match. I thought first off, he was head and shoulders above any Vale player. Second off, I thought he was in amongst them. But Connor all stood out for me second half, but he only played 45 minutes. So overall, I'm getting Ben Garrity, man of the match. Yeah, for, for me, I, I was torn between two. Um, I was torn between Garrity and Massey um, for my two. I think Massey was the, second the, for mine. So. Yeah. But for me, the thing that won it for Ben was for 90 minutes, Garrity was top quality. Like, he did everything he needed to do. He won his headers. That outside of the foot ping down the line. Where, where's he pulled that from? Oh, the one is the thing of beauty, wanted. Yeah. Oh, it was like it was like passing porn. <laughs> did you, did you first off, he did one. He did one in each half. Did he? Yeah. The it's second half stood out more because yeah. he was outside the foot and put him through. But he did one in first off, which was a cracking ball. Yeah, it was just I I, I just thought it was a great performance by Ben. I thought. It was like obviously um, it, it, it's nothing more than a seven for me. I think whilst I'm saying it's a great performance, it was a holding midfielder's performance in terms of great performance. But I liked it. I liked the fact that we changed formation for him three times, and he just got on with it. And his performance didn't drop. He didn't like didn't seem to change at all from him. So I was re- really happy with that side of it. And. It, He's, he's developing into a very integral part of our midfield, especially in that two-man midfield because he's got bags of energy. And I was about to say that because last year, a lot of the times we said he's great behind the front two, but he can't play in a two-man midfield. Now he's yeah. probably first name on there in the two-man midfield. He's been, he's been brilliant. Yeah. He has. And, and the other thing is the shot, like, granted, wasn't brilliant and was trickling into the keeper's hands probably. But you don't buy a ticket, you don't win the lottery, do you? So he got us a corner. If we score from that corner, you say, well done, Ben, don't you? Yeah. So 
overall, like I say, good performance. Happy, happy with it. It's it's a building block for him and the midfield. And I just think that he's found his he's found his form. It's a very, very good time of the season for us. Yeah, Tom. Yeah, uh, he was my man of the match, and I was going to go with an eight. Uh, I thought he covered every blade of grass. The the pass with the outside of the foot was disgustingly delightful. Uh, and there was a, I think there was one other thing that stood out to me was in the second... No, the... Oh, shit. Was it the first half or the second half? Second half. I think one of their lads got in between our midfield and defence. And he was driving towards goal and Ben trapped back with him. Uh, and I think the lad ended up having a shot firing it wide, but the the pressure was coming from Garrity and he made up 10, 15 yards on this lad whilst chasing him. Uh, and I think that's why he's so integral is because of his legs and how, how he gets about the pitch. And, you know, he's still... That ball through to Mipo was still the 90th minute and he's still breaking out of the defence with the ball, collecting the ball and doing that. Um, long may that continue because if it continues like that, then he's... Uh, He's going to be first name on the team sheet. Yeah, with you both. Thought he was absolutely excellent yesterday, Gaddity. Head and shoulders above over 90 minutes, head and shoulders above anyone else. And yeah, Massey was second and mine as well, but we'll get on to them. And in fact, we'll go on to him now, John, as we go to the front three. On the right of the front three, Gavin Massey. And it's Tom first. It's Tom first, yeah. Yeah. A uh, good game. Good. Very well. Very well played uh, yesterday. Uh, he took a little bit. Maybe a little bit of getting. I think we made a slight alteration. We did. Um, because we, the first 10 minutes, he looked like he didn't really know where his position was. We started him on the left of a three. And I think after about 20, 25 minutes, he went up front next to Harrison and Holden went in the hole. And yeah. Things and we seemed- played a little bit more centrally, didn't we? And it suited him. It suited him so much better. Um, so hats off to Clarkie, obviously, for seeing that and making the alteration that allowed him to get into the game a lot more. Because after after his goal as well, he was brilliant. Uh, he was very unlucky with the one that he tried to bend round and just went over the bar. Um, but yeah, no, uh, eight out of ten again for Massey. Johnny? Yeah, I think for 50, 55 minutes, he was, he was up there with with the best players on the pitch. Um I think he just shame it took him probably the first 30, 35 to get involved. Um part of that probably is to do with he was in an unfamiliar position on the left on the left of a three. So maybe that was a bit like he wasn't sure. But at the end of it he's another one that I think technically played three, maybe four positions over the ninety and didn't really drop after after he'd managed to pick pick up, um, his, his finish was good. I've actually in 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 ground. I, I probably didn't give him enough credit for the finish because it looked like a bit of a daisy cutter. But he's actually hit it really well, and it's it's right in the corner. So I don't think any keeper saves it. So good save, good shot. Sorry, and he did get confidence. Like say he hit the ball that one he bent bent round as well. I was happy with that. And if that's the Gavin Massey performance we're going to get, we've, we've got a good player on his hands. But it was similar to the the Ipswich game, if you remember, when he scored, his tail was up and he played really well in that game. And it was similar to that for me, that 
as soon as his tail was up, you're not you're, you're not going to enjoy playing against him. But you seem to have to get his tail up rather than it just being up from the start for him. Yeah. So, but I say that I'm giving him a seven. I don't think any player deserved higher than that for me. I think it was a bit of a drab game, so I won't be throwing out eights like Tom is. Yeah. Just you, for Christmas. You kind of took my point off me there, which I'll be totally honest, and before you turn off the pod, remember I've said Gavin Massey was second and man of the match. I thought up until the goal, he was god-awful. Yeah. I, and then he got the goal, and we've said it on here a few times, he looks like a confidence player, and he needs something to go for him, get his tail up and then get going, because after the goal, he was immense. I thought he was brilliant after the goal. Up until the goal, I drooped him. I thought he was awful. But then he got the goal, took the goal really well, and then after that was unplayable. And if we can get that Gavin Massey on the pitch every week for a player like that, you're probably not going to get him play like that for 90 minutes. But if you can get him play like that for 60, 70 minutes, he'll win you a game like he did yesterday. And he did win us the game yesterday. So yeah. he's a confidence player for me. And that goal gave him the confidence. And long may that confidence continue. Um, on the left of the front three, and we're coming to you first, Johnny, this time. Rory Olden. I'm glad his contract ends in a few days. He's fucking awful. I just, I've seen a lot of people saying he had a decent game and we, we've we've had a bit of a pre-chat before. And I know Tom's going to say that, but the majority of people voted Tory and that hasn't turned out well, has it? So we know that the majority aren't always right here. Um, he just doesn't do anything for me. The one, the one bit that I thought was pretty decent was he picked up the ball on the halfway line and, and switched it out wide quicker than anyone else does. But he's another like Conlon. He's got one foot and he will use it. So regardless of what happens, he's getting into that left foot, turning, turning, turning till it's out of that left foot. And I just, I honestly don't, don't rate him. So yeah, it's, it was just one of them. It's not pretty, not exciting. And just didn't add anything to yesterday for me. So, go on, Tom. Have you given him a rating, yeah? Five. Right, go on, Tom, because I'm sure I'm going to be on your side, not John. <sighs> do, do you know, right, I'm, I'm going to defend him, but I'm not going to talk bollocks and say, like, we get him on a three-year deal. I did think he had a decent, decent game. Um, I thought he... Some of his touch. There was there was a couple of occasions he was a little bit lightweight. Uh, I still think the knee injury mentally affects him, uh, and there's the only way that is going to go away is through games and games and games. Um, I've had it. I've I've told me ACL. I know it messes with your head. Um when you're doing exactly the same thing. Um, so, but I thought like, like I thought he was tidy yesterday. Uh, I thought it showed where he came off. He got, he got a decent applause. Um, would I offer him a new contract? Probably not though. Cause I, I don't think he's done it consistently enough. And I do, Always worry when a player turns up and has a decent game just before the contract's up. Yeah, because it, I, I very often think that leads to them getting a contract and then they're back to being shite again the week after. 
the Tony Denning syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, to be fair, Tom, I'm with you. I thought you summed it up very well. I thought he was decent, not spectacular. I'm not going to say, you know, he was up there with man in the match. He wasn't. But I thought he was very tidy. He looked after the ball well in general, kept the ball moving when he could. I think some people, because it's Rory Olden, have got to slag him off. And that's not you, John. I'm just talking about some people on social media. He's one of them that no matter what he does, he could pick the ball up, beat six men, put it in the top corner, and there'd be people tweeting criticism of him. It'd be, it'd be nice if he beat one man. Yesterday, there was times he beat players. <laughs> there was times he picked that ball up and beat two and three men yesterday and then laid it as, off. As, as an attacking player, what did he create? What did any of them create, though? Kevin mm. Massey scored a goal, didn't he? Do you know what I mean? Out of nothing. That's that. I'm not asking. I'm, I'm asking for do something. I'm asking for, as your front three, go, go and make something happen. And he just, for me, didn't. He just... And... Uh, I, on, I honestly don't think it would have made a difference if Politic was on the pitch. And I think if Politic puts that performance in or Massey puts that performance in, both of you are talking differently. I really do. I don't. I do. You you, you wouldn't be saying Massey's had an all right game if he put that performance in. 100% you wouldn't be. Up until Massey scored, I was saying Oldham was better than Massey on the day. Up until Massey scored. Well, yeah, and then that... Massey come to a different player. I'm not, I'm not asking. I'm, I'm saying if Massey puts that performance in against Chef Wednesday... You're not saying, oh, he's had a decent game. You're slating him. I don't think so, because Oldham was showing for the ball. He always wanted it. He was always looking to do something. Whereas, at times, Massey's criticism has been, he goes missing. Whereas, I don't think Oldham went missing. I don't think there was any point he was hiding. I think he was always wanting to be involved, trying to be involved. Yeah. That, uh, I, yeah and again, I'm I not agree saying... With that completely like I I, I, on that performance, I wouldn't off. I, I wouldn't. I, I'm not going to go mental and just be like, yeah, get a, give him a contract. I wouldn't offer him a new deal because I don't think he's done it enough. But yesterday, I thought he. I, am I saying it because of the other times I've seen him? I thought he's been really poor, possibly. And I actually thought, oh, yesterday, well, he has got a little bit of something about him. Well, the last three times we've seen him was Barnsley and the pizza, which Tom, you were there, I was there. He was up there as man of the match. He had a great game, created a lot. No, I didn't, I didn't go that one. Oh, I, didn't you? Yeah, no, he, I, I, was, I was brilliant. in a bad way. He'd come on against Salford, changed the game a bit. Mm. You know, he was very creative, put some good balls. In. And you're saying again, if he's on 400 quid a week and we're saying, Do you know what, 400 quid a week for the rest of the season, you're not bringing anyone else in on 400 quid a week. I'd give him a six-month contract. Seeing through to the end of the season, say, right, you've got yourself up and running. The shirt's not yours, but you've got to go and get the shirt and keep it. If we're saying, actually, now we're saying, look, I've had six months, I've got myself fit, I want a grand a week, I'm not offering him that contract. No, not at all. So I think it all depends what you're looking at. Because let's be honest, if it's 400 quid a week, what are you going to get for that? If you get rid of that 400 quid and say Brad Walker's 1500, you could spend the 2000 on one player that would improve you. Yeah, so, maybe, maybe, yeah. Possibly, possibly. And yeah, if, if that's the case, I'll take your point on that one. But, and again, I'm with Tom, I'm not saying go and give him a three year contract after yesterday by any stretch, but I don't think it was as bad as some people are making out by any stretch. But, hey, Football's opinions, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think that's that's the thing, do you know what I mean? I think for me, I want my attacking players doing something that makes you stand up and go, Oh, they're doing something. 
and I, I, I believe, Tom, if Politic had had that performance, you wouldn't have been, you wouldn't be that as happy as you are with Holden. I mean, happy's a strong word. I wouldn't say I'm like over the moon with him. I'd just say, like as I said, I, I don't think he was as bad as, as, uh, what's been made out on social media, but. Uh, would I have been happy with that level of performance from politics? Again, to the point where I said, has Holden been that poor that I, yesterday I thought, oh, he's got something about him? That may be what's piqued me. Whereas politics, I've seen he's got something about him. I just don't think he does it enough. That was my... And, and, and again, that would be why I'd send him back in January. Yeah, so you know we're going. I'm going into. I'm going into January potentially just getting rid of both of them. Fair enough. Right, we'll move on. Some and set three of the darts here, and Price is giving Barney a pasting. Uh, Johnny, lastly, centre forward, Alice Addison. All right, game by Alice. I think he led. He led the line well. Bullied their 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 centre off for a little bit. Was doing what Alice Harrison does well, but. Again, not in the box enough. Um, I think I think there was a couple of times where you look up and you think he's just in the box there. Something something different may happen. So overall, all right performance, but nothing. I'm not going to be shouting and writing home about it. Six out of ten, and he, he he seems a bit. His confidence seems a bit shot, and I think the, soon, the sooner we can get him a goal and open play, the better, because. I think once he finds that touch again, he'll be he'll be great. And I do think he's better with someone next to him. I really do. He, the front three looked really dishevelled for the first half hour until he changed it. And as soon as Massey came next to him, it looked like he had a bit more freedom to go and just do a little bit. So yeah. I say not. It's 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 hard leading the vibe, but I tell you what. Tell you that where he does bring something that no other player in our squad brings is in our box. The amount of headers he wins from cor- from corners is unbelievable for a striker. It's and he's not he's not exactly massive, is he? You know I mean, he's not like six four, six five that and you'd expect him to, but he's a menace, menace in our box for the opposition. So I just most most games I just start him just due to that. Yeah. But, Let's get on to Tom Sauce because I agree with everything you said after his confidence is shot. And I disagree with everything you said before that. Tom? Yeah, it, it, his confidence is low. Uh, I thought I, th- I thought he was a bit of a pain in the arse for their centre-half, but their centre-half was going through winning that Meadows line. Nobody's business. He was probably one of the better Reds of the Bulls I've seen this season so far. Is that Farad Rollinson wanted him? That yeah, was Mansfield. Was and I Mansfield think he was at Mansfield, there. yeah. Um, he got sent off against us when he when he played for Forest Green away for two silly yellows against Warza. Uh, oh, right. So, uh, yes, yeah, I thought, I thought his weight was cut out there. Uh, what I did like was uh, his ability of keeping it in the corner towards the end. I've, uh, I've not seen anybody have the, you know, to keep it in that corner for a good, Probably two minutes we had it, and he kept winning things and um, stepping back out. Uh, and I thought he tried, and just not not everything came off for him yesterday. But like yeah. Johnny said, he needs one in off his ass. He does. I was saying that during the game, he needs one going off him because I thought yesterday he worked hard, 
which you always expect from Alice. He ran himself into the grand. You always expect that from Alice. Apart from that, I didn't think he did a lot, apart from near the end where he was only top in the corners. I thought he bounced off him a lot. I thought there was times he dribbled it. I remember once he dribbled it out of play and he just couldn't get the ball under control and it bounced off him. He then chased it, got his foot on it, lost control and it went out of play. And he was right in front where you sit, Johnny. That's where it was. And he went, you know, he just couldn't get the ball under control. Maybe that's to do with the pitch. To me, it was just a bloke devoid of confidence. And still, like I say, still worked hard. He still did a job for the team. I'm not saying it was awful. He wasn't. For me, it was a five out of ten because six out of ten is... You do the basics well, or do the basics okay. I thought he ran. He did occupy defenders, and he won a few headers, but apart from that, his touch was awful. There was that one where he had the chance, I think, he got through and took it very, very early, where a striker in confidence takes it towards the goal. And, yeah, I just... He needs someone going, because he's a great player. I love Alice Harrison, and he's one of the first names on my team sheet, so I'm not calling him out by any stretch. I just didn't think yesterday was his day at all. Cool. Okay, fair. Fair. So while we're on Alice Addison, Johnny, there was some chant coming from the railway stand yesterday that I didn't hear the words properly, and I'm not going to repeat what I thought I heard. You can't sing that in 2022, can you? And rather than me try to sum it up, someone's put a post on Facebook, which you've got, and I think that sums it up better than I can. Yeah, that is. It says a chant from a group of blokes throughout Alice Harrison that sounded like they were singing about his colour. They're not positive, but I think we're all pretty pretty sure that's what it was. Um, but it sound it's clearly not acceptable, and I think just I don't don't understand it. And we we spoke a little bit about it before, and I think because the, the Massey song seems to it seems to have been let slip, and that seems to be okay. And I just I don't know. I I I would have liked to have seen the club come out sooner, and whether it's Asking Massey to to say a little bit about it, like I know that the lad at Sunderland has come out and said that he doesn't like the same song. Lukaku um, came out and told United fans he didn't like the same song. And I've heard people say, "Come on, Bez, it was it's a bit of fun. Might be a bit of fun, but it's racial stereotyping, is what it is." And that's yeah, the Massey song I'm on about. And I totally get the Alice Addison song wasn't sang in a derogatory way. It wasn't anyone being derogatory about the colour of his skin. But you can't sing about the colour of someone's skin in 2022. We might have did it with Robbie Earl. We're in a different era now. And I don't believe it was sang with any malice. So, I'm, you know, we're not calling out those people that did it and saying you were malice, you know, and you're racist. We're not saying that. We're just saying in this world that we're in now, you can't sing that sort of song. Yeah, that, that, that's it. It's, like you say, it's a diff- different world and some things have changed for the better. And I think that's one of the things, do you know what I mean? I think, like, Pick it out because of the colour of someone's skin shouldn't be shouldn't be a thing for abuse or in this case fitting into a song and a bit of praise. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll leave that there because you know it's it's not for us to tell people what to sing and what not. We're not the PC police, but I didn't like it myself. No, hundred percent. It's not something I'd be promoting. No, and. Let's get on to a brighter note. Let's go on to the subs, because two of them I thought really stood out, and that was Conor Hall and Tom Pett. What? But I, I, think, I think three of them for me. I'd go as far as to say that's Miko's best game in a bale shirt for me. Yeah, to be fair, 
I'm 50-50 on Meepo, so let's go on the other two first and then we'll have a chat about Meepo. Because I thought Connor all when he come on and let's just talk about that ball he pulled down from the air that Mal Benning just walloped into the Booslam night sky. Yeah, well, Bowers said he brought it down like Neymar would. So, yeah. And I don't disagree with him. Well, I, I don't, um, it just killed it, didn't it? Right at his feet, just dead. It was beautiful. It was sexy. And I must say, first off, the best touch of the half was when a ball went out to play and one of our subs, and that might have been Willow, one of our subs just brought it down. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that, that touch from Conroll. And the before, second half, I thought Conroll was the player of the half. I thought he was outstanding. Yeah, I think, I think it, for me, it felt like Conroll was back. Yeah. Um, and I know, like, I'm, I'm not get overly excited after 45 minutes, but it felt like the old Conroll was back. It, it felt like he was willing drop a shoulder and dive past someone. He drove forward while defensively he wasn't trying anything stupid. He was back to basics and in terms of kick it when it needs kicking and then see what you can do if if and when sort of thing. So I was quite happy with that. Yeah, I'm with you. And Tom, the other one that stood out for me was Tom Pett when he came on. I thought he kept the ball moving really well. He was switching it side to side quickly and he freed up Conlon and Garrity a bit to push forward a bit more. Yeah, he, he did. And I think I, we said on the preview, I think, that these kind of games, they are Tom Pett's games because he he can come and get it off the centre-halves and he can get it moving. And, and obviously, like Johnny said, it helped that Connor Hall was always on to receive. Mal Benning was on a lot of the time to receive. Um, and it kept it, it kept us, it stopped us from going a bit stagnant. Um, and yeah, I, I thought, but I, I thought both Patty and Hall had really good games when they came on. Yeah, yeah, with you. And then Johnny, Meepo, you mentioned as well, and I agree with you, it probably was his best performance when he came on. It frustrated me the first five minutes, but I think that's probably, in hindsight, looking back, more how we were playing than how he was playing because we kept kicking it to his head and he's six foot three, but he's five foot ten when he jumps. But then when we started getting in behind him, that's when he really shone, wasn't it? Yeah, and th- and that's what, that's what I liked about him. I, li- I like the fact that I think one of his first touches, his trampoline came out. Um, I think we, we we passed it to him on the edge of the box and it just literally bounced up off his foot. And I was just like, here we go. But then he, he caused no end of havoc down that left wing area by just running in, running in down the side, sides. And he was actually looked pretty dangerous. So I think if it was nil-nil and that was happening, we score a goal off that. But because we were sitting back and letting him take the pressure off the, the defence for us. I think he's done an absolutely stellar job at it. and um, It was, for me, his, his best performance in a Vail shirt. Yeah, fair enough. Tom? Yeah, I uh, completely agree. He, when he had the chance to open his legs up a little bit and get him behind, he, he, looked, a, he looked a threat. Uh, we just need to see that uh, more often. Um, I can't see us sending every lone player back. So if there was one we'd probably keep hold of, I think it'd be Meepo. Um, because, like you said, he, he has the he has the ability to do what he did yesterday, and that stretch teams. Yeah, um, but yeah, I was happy. I was happy with his with his performance when he came on yesterday. Yeah, definitely. Um, anything else on the Morecambe game, Johnny? No, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's a game 
like like we spoke about earlier, I think we would have lost previously. So, absolute bonus that we haven't. And overall, you've got to be pleased to, to pick up three points, haven't you? Definitely. And last home game of the year. And yes, we've got Sheffield before the year's out, but what a year it's been for the Vale. As a, what a crowd it was, you've got to say. Like it's it's not a, it's, it's not a glamour tie, is it? Morecambe at home on Boxing Day, but to to see to see everyone turn out like they did, decent decent crowd there. It's not gonna it's not gonna entice anyone back very quickly if they were a bit on the fence. But it's the Markovs looked brilliant when we scored. It, yeah, yeah, he did. He it was did. a big Tom, fan of that. Any final thoughts? Uh, no, not from me. It's uh, it's probably been one of the most successful years I've had following Vale. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we're not going yet. I've loved We've it. got to discuss Sheffield briefly. Yeah, and I have loved every minute of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we, yeah, like you said, you know, we've got we've we've got Wednesday, Wednesday on Thursday, um, and yeah, I, I I think it's a bit of a free hit. Yeah, especially after that result. And we go into the game, three points off the playoffs. We're not going to go into the playoffs because Derby are on a goal difference 11 and we're on minus five. So we're not going to go into the playoffs. We'll go into the game, three points off the playoffs after Derby and Bolton drew today. And, you know, if you'd offered you that, the start of the season, 22 games played, 32 points on the board. We're 18 points away from safety, which, let's be honest, that's the first target. On Beza Bingo, I'd had us down for three points yesterday. So I think that still puts us... I think we're eight or nine points above where I'd have us at this stage with the games we've had. So what a great season it's been so far. What a great year. And Johnny, I'll hand over you to go on to the Chef Wednesday game brought to you by Andy PVFC's Taxis. And as we go into that, just a message I received on Facebook from Dale. So but I'm eight, I'm a regular listener to the podcast. I just wanted to ask if you could give a shout out to Andy's travel. I know you're recommending to people. He picked up my fiance last weekend from Heathrow Airport and did a fantastic job. Give him a shout out, mate. Thank you. Happy Christmas and happy New Year. Yeah, that's brilliant here, isn't it? That the recommendations that we're throwing out are, are working for people, and it it's looking good. I think that's the big thing, isn't it? Like he he does a good job for people that they seem happy. So cheers, Andy. Thank you for sponsoring. Um, and long may it continue. We'll keep um, hopefully getting you a bit of business here and there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll move on to to, to the game this Thursday. Um, I think starting point is uh, you you touched on it. It's a bit of a free hit, isn't it? We're in that situation now where we we all we all we would say at the start of the season nothing from Wednesday at Hillsborough. Um, we we saw how they played when we played them. Um, at Vale Park earlier in the season. Um, we, we defended really well on that day. Um, so, putting a similar performance to that defensively, we're, we're all right, aren't we? But I'd be interested to see the 11 based on what we've done yeah. um, in on Saturday, whether it was a, whether it was a case of we were resting, changing, or whether it was just a case of that's, that was Clark's, 11 for the fixture. Um, I don't realistically don't think anybody's done anything massive in that game to say I'm starting at Sheffield Wednesday behind the players that you'd expect. You, you Smith, you Conlon, 
Harrison sort of thing. Guaranteed. Beyond, beyond them players, I don't think anyone's done anything where you sit and go, he's got to start. Maybe Maxi, maybe Maxi, but if we were playing two up front, Willow would still get the nod. So maybe Massey at right wing back if something different is happening with injury or looking after him so he can move on. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, by the way, thing, cheers, lads. Price he's just won 4 0. I've missed it all. That's fine. You've watched on your iPad, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you don't know what you're moaning about then. Played well, actually. Price he has on that. From what I've seen in between talking, played very well. Yeah, no one likes him anyway. So I do well, like Price. Yeah, you... I think he gets a very rough deal from the crowd myself. <laughs> no one moans when Van Gerwen turns and gives it biggins. And Van Gerwen was the first one to do it. I can't stand Van Gerwen. Yeah. Give me I price over that's... Van Gerwen any day. We're talking about Sheffield Wednesday or the bloody darts. Darts. Best of one talk about Sheffield Wednesday. Still in a bit of a mood that we can't go. Yeah, I can't what? go. I'm working. You look, you work in Leak? Yeah, but I don't, know if, I don't know if I'll be working in Leak or at Halfway bloody there, is it? Yeah, I'll be working and then I've got to be up for work the next morning. So, plus, I've got my Foddy screen tickets, I've got my Morecambe sorted. So, <sighs> I shall yes. watch that Wednesday on the tally. Well, there will be 3,000 of us there, which is a more bloody than, good following. More than, more, than, more than, which is a brilliant following. If I'm honest, and I'm very, I'm very excited for it. Um, I think we're leaving about half past two from the crown. Uh, Three, I think. So I is, on... Yeah, I assume we've got some sort of stop sorted somewhere, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it should be, it should be a good day. Yeah. If any are going on train, pop in the Sheffield tap for me and have a pint. I love the Sheffield tap. Literally, as you come out the train station, turn right, <laughs> it's there. And it's full of all proper real ales. So I got kicked out of there. I'm not surprised, to be honest, Tom. I dropped, I dropped two pints after each other. Yeah, I'm very you not surprised. Two pints. Yeah, so took my pints off the bar and it slipped out my hand. How many and, did you had at this point? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I was levered. I'd had a drink, but I just, I don't know, my hands weren't working. Yeah, but your hands weren't working. No, no, no. Um, my dad has this thing as well. Like hand dryers don't recognise his hands. Um, but yeah, uh, here I pulled, took a pint off the bar and it fell out my hand, and then he pulled me another one. You know, honest mistake. And I I fucking dropped that as well. (laughs) You might as well just gone outside and been to Tenny. Yeah, he, uh, he. I think he covered the glasses in soap. Well. I reckon it's to do with how many he'd had. But yeah, Sheffield Tap, I love it there. So anyone going, have an ale in there. Yeah, that's it. You, you, that's it. You promote all the bars, Bez, that don't sponsor us. You carry on. Yeah, well, that If you're not Sheffield. going, get Johnny's. Yeah, <laughs> what? Nah, we're playing Thursday. Yeah, he's back over Thursday. Get yourself down, Johnny's. I was in there. I ended up getting kidnapped on Christmas Eve. And I ended up in there. Kidnapped? Uh, kidnapped. I was staying in. Right. And I got kidnapped and ended up well, getting leathered. Yeah, and I was uh, I was three sheets to the wind on Christmas Eve as well. So if uh, if anybody saw me, I apologise. Yeah. I was in there Christmas Day, so I went in for a pint Christmas Day in Johnny's. That was nice. And then I had a pint in there before the game yesterday. 
Get yourself in Johnny's bar. There we go. But yeah, I think overall, it's it's one of them write-off games in terms of as long as performance is there for me, anything, a point, three points, obviously, is an absolute heroic bonus. Yeah, uh, and I did see looking at their commentary yesterday that Lee Gregory went off after 25 minutes for them. So I'm presuming yeah. the fact he was subbed that early was an injury. Yeah, I think they haven't they haven't mentioned anything yet, but that doesn't mean anything doesn't mean anything, does it? But yeah, that'd be that'd be nice if it was. Um obviously not nice for Lee Gregory, but it'd be nice for us if it was an injury. We uh, beat Jeff Wednesday. The corner we'll be that good then. We've got a two answer. <laughs> Is it the Papa John's trophy? Yeah. So, oh, not having that. Yeah, just ridiculous. She's not a. <laughs> What's your lineup, no, uh... Johnny? What? What's your lineup? What's my lineup? Yeah. Presuming that everyone is fit, ready to go, um, it's. Oh, and by the way, wasn't it nice to see Funzo back on the bench? Yeah, on, well, I, didn't, I didn't see him. Yeah, back on the bench. I knew he was on the bench, I just didn't see him. So, it would have been nice for him to get some minutes, I think, but... Hey-ho. But, um, yeah, my, my my 11 would be... Stevens in goal. Smith. Jones and Connor Orr. I think Hall's done enough on, on coming in to say he, he deserves a start compared to what happened with Cats. I'm uh, guessing you've gone right to left there, so you're putting Jones in the middle. Yeah, Jones in the middle, sorry. Um, and then wasn't Benning as my wing-backs. For this game, I'd be going Pet, Conlon and Garrity as a three, and then Willow and Harrison as my two up top. Um, it's a harsh on Massey. Really harsh on Massey, but I think Willow's got to play if if he's fit. He's he's someone that can do something out of nothing, and Harrison again offers so much in both boxes that he, he he'd be starting. I think the big thing for for me is they they play a back three, um. So that's that's something we've got to be considerate of, and they have got my. Michael Smith up top usually with Lee Gregory, but did Callum Patterson did come on? Mm. It's not it's not like the, the the subbing one for like one one for someone young or whatnot. Cal, Callum Patterson's a good good centre forward, and they'll have two battering rams up top if they play him and Smith. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's it's just they're, they're a good side, aren't they? Let's be honest. They're, like, they sat third in the league for a reason. They were good when they came down to Vale Park. Um, we were very good that day, and the pitch helped us a lot. I'd be interested to see what will happen at Hillsborough because their fans were convinced that playing on their carpet, they put four or five past us. So it'll be interesting. But that'll be my 11, Tom. What, what would you be looking at? Uh, I would... Be similar, I'd, uh, if not the same. I would Smithy Jones Hall. I think um, was a uh, Benning Garrity 
Conlon. May there's a bit of a flip up between yeah between Conlon maybe Pat, but I think you can't just start. I don't know. I don't stuck between that one. Um, and then Butterworth. Butterworth, and then Willow and Harrison, just Mm. because I love James Wilson. Yeah, so you're going for the front three, which we did at Plymouth and was successful. Yeah. We did at Peterborough and wasn't successful. But I'm probably more saying I'm having Butterworth behind. Yeah, but he is more of an attacking than, if you put Garrity there, you know you're going to get a three-man midfield then, don't you? Whereas if you put Butterworth there, you've got a two-man midfield. I, I I just think I think Garrity needs to be told wherever Barry Bannon goes, you go, and then let Pet and Conlon do the rest. Yeah, I'm yeah. more with your side, and I'm not against yours, Tom, because it works at Plymouth playing Butterworth, and Butterworth is unbelievable. I'd love to sign him permanently. My only change to your side, Johnny, as I think Mass has done enough to start at that right wing back, and Overwatch. I know Overwatch, yeah. No, not 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 in a Sheffield Wednesday game for me. I think, I think after he scored so and the way he played second half after he scored and the way you know, and he dropped into right wing back and the work rate was there from him, which hasn't always been in that position. I can't have the conversation with Massey to say, look, you've scored, you've played well. Some fans are giving you a man of the match, the sponsors are giving you a man of the match, but you're out for this game. And I know he treats every game as a project. I just think Massey is done enough to deserve his place. So that's the reason I'm going Massey over Was. If we hadn't just had that game, yes, I'm going Was over Massey. Well, it surely should be Massey over Wilson then because he played better up front than he did as a wing-back. I think he scored his goal which added to the man of the match performance as a striker. So I, I, I can't I, I can't not play Worrell against... I think, I think it'd be suicide to play, not play Was. Yeah, and I can see you thinking with that, I really can. But for me, I want Willow on the pitch. And if that means sacrificing was, I'm having Willow on the pitch. And I'm having Massey on the pitch for his last performance. I think when Massey being a confidence player, if you drop him after that performance, and I know it's not dropping him, it's changing your team to suit the game, I know that. I just think, what's that going to do for the lad's confidence after he's just put in a performance like he did? Yeah, I get it, and I think I say I, I, I did feel extremely harsh on him as well because he had he had played really well. I just think players for games in it, but it obviously yeah. depends on what's happened with Warrell as well. Like we we won't know, so it depends if it's injury or illness or tactical. He, he was at the stadium in his suit. We've been told so. Someone saw him there in his suit, so it was at the stadium, which would suggest it's not illness. However, it could be injury or it could be tactical. Or it could be to do with these transfer rumours, or have these transfer rumours just started because he wasn't in the squad? Who yeah. knows? Who knows? We like this one of the um, one of the joys of Clarkie as manager, isn't it? That Flickers knows. But yeah, I was going to say Flickers will know. But we take the rough with the smooth, don't we? The rough, the rough arbiters. You never have a clue who's injured, who's who's out of favour, who, who who's whatnot. And the the, the one the, thing we do know is that Clarkie confirmed before the game that Brad Walker is one hundred percent fit. And he still yeah. couldn't get near the squad. Yeah, which you, you look at the two midfielders on the bench, yeah. you can see why. And but Clark confirmed Walker was hundred percent fit, and Ojo was 
recovered from his injury, but he'd still got a slight problem with his hip. So the but, fact that they're putting someone with a slight problem on the bench before someone 100% fit says to me that the patient is 100% fit, probably on his way out. Yeah, I'd say so, I think. But, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Like, kind of, like we've said, a bit of a free hit. Clark, he's not going to see it that way. We know that. But it's the, it's the chance for the players to play on an iconic ground. Might not be kind of what it used to be. I know Stu put in the chats that he, he, he doesn't see it as a positive thing to be looking at playing there sort of thing. It's, it's a bit run down and needs a bit of TLC. But I still think that the, the name Hillsborough is what attracts a lot of people to wanting to play there and fans wanting to go. Like four days after Christmas to sell 3,000 tickets. It's top notch, in it? Like you say, so... I'm looking forward to it. I think hopefully the players, well, if you can't get yourself up for playing in front of 30,000, like, then you've got to ask yourself that question. Um, but we saw what happened at Derby. So I think I'm edging on, on the side of portion with prediction. Um, I think it will be a defeat, but I think it's going to be a close one again. I think it will be 2-1. Um, but Performance-wise, I think I think it's going to be another another decent one for us. So, that's time of goal we... brought to you by AVTiming.com. I think it's going to be twenty-five minutes, but I think it's going to be a Chef Wednesday goal. Ooh. I think I think I think we're going, they'll go two up, and we'll get we'll get a one in the second half and make it a bit ropey, but they'll be too good. Bad enough. Okay, I'm going with nostalgia. I'm going. Chef Wednesday take the lead in the 10th minute. But I'm going for a full-time scoreline, a 3-2 like when we played them at their Boxing Day years back. And I'm going Dan Butterworth with the winner, recreating AD Little John's screaming. So I'm going 3-2 Vale and I'm going for nostalgia. You're going for nostalgia? Well, why not? Okay, fair enough. I, uh, I... One each. Um... And uh, ooh, a James Wilson goal with him being ex Sheffield United. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think he could get a little bit of shit. So I would love him to just one of the ones where he's probably just nicks it through someone's legs or something and just fires it bottom corner. I'm also going Alice Addison get banged back into form this game. And again, I'm going for nostalgia because when we played him there over Christmas before was when Steve Brooker, who'd been bang average, absolutely bullied him. And that was the day that you thought we've got a player on his hands here. And we know we've already got a player on his hands with Addison. We're going, this is the game where he bullies him and gets back to form. Fair enough. So, and the thing is, we will be back Friday. Um, yeah. with the with the obviously with the review preview of Forest Green on New Year's Day, which is what yeah. is that Sunday Monday Sunday Monday? Sunday Sunday yeah. yeah Sunday so yeah we'll 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 do the review preview there. But I think overall, I've got to say, successful Christmas at the minute. Um, six points from these three games would be lovely. Um, it'd be the veil way to to go and beat Chef Wednesday and lose at Forest Green. But 
I think overall, let's see where we're all. There's a bingo, like you said, we're probably eight or nine clear. So in a really good position now. And if you would have said three points off the playoffs at the start of the season, we would have laughed at you and said, come on now. Uh, and we were looking at Tom because didn't you have us in the top seven in your predictions, Doc? I, I did. I had us. Uh, I had us to finish sixth. Yeah. Um, and even I thought I was a bit fucking bonkers. I just the the only reason I put it was because I thought there would be a little bit of a a, a roll on of uh, like a, a good feeling in the camp and you know players that were coming in we we were buying into that and I just thought maybe we'll see but I probably wasn't expecting it it was probably just a little bit of a shot in the dark that you know at the minute we're not setting too badly and Stu has told us that all being well he'll be on the Forest Green review so yeah. Stu when you listen get that competition up to date tell us who's winning and who's winning at the moment yeah, indeed and then Bez, you enjoy work for the next couple of days and next watch three the... days. Next, I'm I'm working the next three as well. Don't worry. Oh, I'm on the end tomorrow. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You're in three. Well, you're doing finishing early for Sheffield. Me, yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, finish early. It's like what happens, isn't it? It's Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas. Yeah. I, I'm in the office, so I've, well, I say I'm in the. I've got the office job to do, so obviously I'm not out on the road because no brokers are there to visit. But you still get phone calls in about mortgage cases, etc. So I'm on call, so I can't finish early. Uh, you're you're halfway there though. Well, Thursday, to be fair, I don't know if I'll be in Lee Court at home, but I'm definitely in the office tomorrow. Fair enough. But yeah, like I say, main thing is everyone enjoy this next few days, Christmas time, whether you're working or not. We'll get off to Sheffield, have a good day, hopefully, and then we will be back, like I say, we'll be back Friday. So until then, have an ale and up the veil. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.